0: When we make our way back to our seats. Good morning, everybody. My name is Pastor Rich, lead pastor here at Grace Point Church. Good to see everybody. How many are ready for the holidays uh, coming up? All right, three people. All righty. Time to eat. Time to eat. Time to eat. Time to eat. Did I mention eating? All righty. Okay. Welcome, you guys. Anyway, you guys come at a great time. We're ending our series on the blessed life. And how many have been enjoying this series? Yeah. Excited about sewing and, and talking about uh, finances and everything. You guys, recept, you guys really received it well because everyone showed up every week. So you must like talking about money. Mmm. Anyway, but it's good to see you guys. We're going to end it today. with call the principle of the seed. The principles of seed. Um, And we're going to go in two scriptures today. We're going to start off in in, um, Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, and then we're going to move over to Mark chapter 4, verses 26 to 29. And I promise to stay on task with this because I owe it to Amy, magnificent um, worship leader back there. Y'all say "Hi, hi, Amy. I keep Amy on her toes. She gave, I gave her scriptures, and I mentioned scriptures she doesn't have. So, And you guys look at her like she, something's wrong. It's not her. It's not her. It's me. It's me. Okay? Anyway, but, hey, if you think, and that's a great plug-in. We need more people back there to stress out. Right? Anyway, and she'll recruit you afterwards. Okay? Anyway, let's go to uh, Genesis chapter 8, verses 22. It says while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, shall not cease. This is God talking to Noah, after God destroyed the earth with a flood and um, eradicated evil from the earth, and He was giving him a promise. He's giving him a natural promise. He's giving him a spiritual promise. When we talk about seed, it says uh, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest. Everyone say seed time and harvest. Okay, it's a process. He remembered. He said that will never end. Day and night will never end. But seed, time, and harvest. What you sow, you shall harvest. Whatever you sow, you shall reap. So that's a principle. It's a natural principle. We see it naturally. If you if you live here in Abilene, you don't even have to sow. Well, you sow land, and then the, the weeds take over. But it's natural. But also in the church, in the kingdom of God, it's spiritual. So that's, we're going to go to chapter 4 of Mark Verses 26 to 29, this is Jesus telling to the guys about the kingdom of God and how we can look at it as believers. He said, and he said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows. He knows not how the earth produces by itself, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. But when the grain is ripe at once, he puts it in a sickle because the harvest has come. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you right now. These principles that we've been learning, these practices that we will participate in, let it be driven into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. In Jesus name. Amen. 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 It's about the principle of seed. And we looked at two scriptures, the promise that whatever you sow, you shall reap. And then Jesus talks about the kingdom of God is like Whenever you see something the kingdom of God is like, is the way God is basically, an easy way to put it, the way God does things. Yeah. The way God does things. And God desires each and every one of us to have a biblical worldview. A biblical worldview. How do you know you have one? Look at the kingdom of God, look at what you're doing, and see if you're lining up you'll discover very quickly that you're not. But it is a principle. Seed. Seed. Everything starts with seed. When you look at the book of Mark, down here he talks about the mustard seed. The smallest seed grows up to be something huge. Okay? How many know in society today a lot of things are going on? Division among our nation. There's war inside the United States. All that action... All that participation started with a seed. What you think of today about other people was planted and seed form into your heart years ago. Amen. Think about it. How you feel what you feel about life. Your worldview on life was a seed was planted and a thought which becomes your action over a long period of time. Something was planted in your soul. So I love the gospel. It, re- it takes out that old seed and puts the true seed in. So God desires to have a biblical worldview. So when we look at that, I want to, sh- I want to unpack a few things. It's about four fundamental principles of the seed when he looks at this. First one is, if you take a note, you reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. Genesis 1. Verses eleven and twelve, and God said, "Let the earth sprout vegetation, plants, and yielding seed, and fruit trees bearing fruit, which is their seed, each according to its what? Kind on the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed according to its own what? And the trees bearing fruit in which is their seed, each according to its what? And God saw it, and it was good. God creating the earth." He says he was, what he was doing. I'm planted, I want to have an apple tree, so I'm going to take apple seed and put it in the ground and have tree and have an apple plant. Makes sense. Say yes. yes. I hope so. No one wants to plant orange seed and expect an apple tree. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'm going somewhere with this. So don't expect things that you did not sow. But if you sow, expect what you see today. If we have parents who have children, they're about, if, you, if they're teenagers, or they're maybe about eight or nine years old, you look at them, you're upset with them. They say they have an attitude. Any amens? Now, you forgot one part. You were the seed that is the fruit. If you didn't give a biblical worldview, don't expect one. (laughs) So you think your parents are crazy. They're not. They're not. They're you. They look at you like, what happened to my college student? Parents, they're yours. You created them. Seed. Praise God, God broke the chain on my seed. I was a seed student. Whew. like see you later if I can get past this test as quick as possible. <laughs> then he gave me a wife who loves A. Everything has to be A plus A plus A. So my son has the A. He got it from his mama, not me. So I don't encourage that to anybody. I know to see that planet. And she says, that's going to that, overwrite that and, and give him A's. You will get A's, boy. Don't talk to your dad because, <laughs> hey, you got to see, man, you made it. You amazing, right? No, it's not good enough, okay? So, what you sow, you shall reap. You reap what you sow. Society today is in turmoil because of some seeds planted in some young people's minds which are reaping the harvest of mistrust and violence. Someone told them, police officers are not to be trusted. Someone told them pastors are not to be trusted. Someone told them that taking tithe and offering in church, all the church wanted is money. That seed was planted and it's manifested in the actions of today. So what is the church's job? Glad you asked that question. The Bible is the only one that says we're the ones that are supposed to be reconciliation, reconcile the world back to Christ because we're the reconcilers but we spend a lot of our time trying to reconcile one another back to one another back to one another back to one another so when someone shows up outside we're like I don't have time for you because I got to deal with this Spent a lot of years so when we've been doing that inside the house of God we've been watching outside the house of God go downhill because there's two ways to sow by the flesh and by the spirit. Galatians 6, 8 says this. For the one who sows to his own flesh, from his flesh, reaps what? You can, speak, you can talk in church. Reaps what? But the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. So you can, you can sow to the flesh. And that word corruption means degeneration, decay. If you look it up in the the Greek, it says, moral decay. Whatever we sow in the flesh, guys, we're going to reap. Mistrust in our nation started in college campus in 1960. Make sure I get this right. By 1968 with the rioting and the mistrust of government, those students, listen to me, students, were in college then. Those students are adults today. What was sown there is manifesting here. you all hear me? I'm a product of that generation. I missed it by two years. That's why when we talk about change the campus, change the world, because you, you, you carry the seed of greatness, the seed of change. And never too late for us. Because the seed can be overrun, natural seed, with a spiritual seed of peace. Some of us were sown mistrust of people, And it's manifesting in our lives today because we don't let the gospel take that out of our heart. It's been sown. And we can get mad or we can trust God and do something about it and be the seed of change. That's what I get to do. Get to ride with the police officer and experience what they experience. And guys, we live in a blessed city. And I'll be sharing some more of that next week. But we live in a blessed city. We're blessed to have a police chief that knows Jesus. A mayor who knows Jesus. Y'all should clap for that. See what I'm saying? If you're not clapping for that, you forgot you don't have a biblical worldview. You got a flesh view. Because God has put perfect, I mean, who puts three Christian universities in a city? Come on, somebody. Right? I mean, come on now. I'm I'm trying to tell you a key city. Come on now. See? You got to think different. You got to take that old seed of hate and racism and let the gospel run it out. Come on, somebody. Because otherwise it's not going to change. A new law is not going to change. Nothing's going to change. Except the gospel is going to change it. The gospel sells all injustice, not a law, not a right. Does it hurt? Yeah, but guess what? I'm the agent of change. You can clap for that too, if you want to. I don't mind doing that. Reason why I'm talking about this a little bit. I'm going to move into. I'm talking about finances, but it's about our whole life. We start the series about whatever you sow, you'll reap. Now, I just, and we just finished our a Alliance class, Biblical Worldview. And he's going about do I think biblically or am I thinking about the flesh? Do I want justice or do I want reconciliation? Do I want to change the world or do I want to accept that as it is? Second one is you reap after you sow. Look at verse 26. He said, The kingdom of God is as if a man should sweat, scatter the seed on the ground. Now, you can't reap before you sow. Like I had to learn in school. I can't pass a test unless I study. It took me a while to figure that out. <laughs> if I didn't spend time studying, why well, am I expecting a harvest of passing grades? Come on, somebody. This must be affecting everybody today. Or oh, you're just really tired. <laughs> but we see people, I'm expecting something, brother. Did you sow anything? No, I don't know. You know, geez, God is good. Yeah, I know, but he does the impossible when you do the possible. Sow. 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 Something. Finances. Friendship. Love. Grace. Peace. Remember the fruit of the spirit? We need to sow that. Not the flesh. Doing okay? So you want friends? So you want peace in your household? So peace, a love, a gentle answer turns away what? I mean, I'm sowing something completely opposite. So he this? sowing, and he's talking about farming. Now, a lot of times we're fearful of sowing. Ecclesiastes 11.4 says this, He who observes the wind will not sow. He who regards the clouds will not reap. A lot of times when things are going well, like the old days in the prophets, they will tell them, guys, you need to turn your lives around a little bit. Well, I don't need to change. Everything's doing great. So I don't want to do anything. You know, when the times we call great, the up times, no, I'm not going to sow in the kingdom of God. Everything's just fine. Because the winds are blowing in my what? favor, right? We get theological with it. And then the wind stops blowing, you uh, know, right? That's when you sow. Because when the wind stops blowing the other direction, you're ready. We live in Texas, right? Oil was flowing how many years ago? Where's oil now? See? That's what it's about. Clouds. You're observing. Clouds means this. Well, when I'm ready, I'll sow to God, sow into God's kingdom. When I get my finances straight, I'll sow into God's kingdom. Or oh, when it's benefiting me, then I'll sow. Now, farmers do not check the wind. They do not check the clouds. They trust the one who created all that. So when you're talking about sowing in the kingdom, here's what we talked about in the series, man. We said, well, when I get more money, I'll give. Well, you can't give because you're not giving now. It's impossible for you to give because everything's being devoured. So you can't get ready to give. You got to give before you're ready. <laughs> right? When do you, want, you really don't want to sow when people are hacking you off, do they? Now, do you sow love if someone calls you on the phone and curse you out? No one raised their hand? There's no holy ones here? Do you say, Bless the Lord, and pray one of those prayers that David prayed? Let a rock fall in Jesus' name. (laughs) (laughs) Not a convenient time to to sow, is it? The repairman shows up late, gets everything wrong. And you have Jesus' sticker in the house. He said, I messed up. Like we had that little guy showed up here, knows how to work on floors. He didn't know how to work on floors. He broke, all, he broke more tiles than he replaced. So you know, the flesh, you know, the spirit of God in me says, I just have to bring him in and disciple him and all that. Now the flesh said, I'm gonna fire this guy so quick he ain't get a dime. He comes in my office and he repents. I'm like, oh, you're not making this easy at all. <laughs> I have my bat here. I can hit you. <laughs> Was not convenient to sow love and grace and then pay him full price. Oh, you wouldn't have did that, would you? You would have you you charged him for every broken tile, wouldn't you? I'm not going to tell you where the broken tile is. You probably saw it when you came in. It's never convenient to sow. But if you don't sow, you won't reap. You won't reap, you won't sow. Make sense? Now, this one's a good one I, I struggle with. You reap as you sleep. Let's look at verse 27. He sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows. He knows not how. The earth produces by itself first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. One thing about it, the solar says he doesn't know he doesn't make it grow, and number two, he doesn't know how it grows. And there's a lot of activity going on underneath the ground that we don't see. And with me is Mr. Patient impatient. Sometimes I want to see it like I just gave it on Friday. Sunday ought to be blooming. You know when they taught you in school, and they—they they ruined my life on that. They get these little science projects, and they put a little dirt in there and seed, and you water it, and you come in every day. It's by the window. You run in there, nothing. Everyone else's stuff is growing. You're like, I'm a loser. I can't do. You can come back tomorrow, honey. It'll grow, and it doesn't grow. Then I'm ruining the rest of my life. <laughs> well, I do that when I slow. Sometimes I catch myself I'm trying to own the process trying to make, I'm going to make this thing, I'm going to make this church grow. No, I'm not. I'm going to die early trying to do that. And what hit me with this, I added this in. Last Sunday, I had a, a great conversation with an awesome woman of God and just told me something. We're a little worried about you. A little worried about you. And what they was, she was saying was, you can tell you're wearing everything here. You're not letting it go. You're trying to build this thing. I had a prophet come in, took me in the room. He said, man, remember the joy of building? It doesn't get any better than this. It doesn't get any better than this. And I'm like, and he had to tell me, hey, you're right where you're supposed to be. But he took me in the office. He says, remember the joy that, you know, the joy of the Lord's your strength? And I didn't have much joy a few months ago. And I was trying to hang on to it. You ever give something and you want to direct it? Remember I said it's hard for us to sow because we weren't restricted to where we want to go. Even though we won't say that, but just say, did you give that to someone? Did you give that to someone? And you call them on, hey, did you? I just sent you a check for, well, I was doing that. Trying to build this church that Jesus said he's going to build, which I don't know how it goes about it. I don't know how this all happens. I really don't. I don't know how we all multi I have no idea. Jesus does. God does, and I got to learn to rest in that. How many amens can I get? Amen. What happens is, if we don't, we'll get sick. It says this: John twelve twenty four. He says, "Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. If it dies, it bears much fruit." What God, that's, Jesus is saying, he's talking about his death. I have to let you guys got to let me go. But I, whenever I sow. Into the kingdom of God, I gotta completely let it go. Because if I don't let it go, that seed stays alive in the ground. When I let it go, it dies and it does what God wants it to do. Otherwise, I'll be like that little child. I'll keep running out and trying to dig it up. And, and and dig it up and dig it up and dig it up. And next thing you know, where's Pastor Rick? I don't know, he died early. Worrying on stuff he's not supposed to worry. Trying to build something he wouldn't call a bill. Call a bill peep, make disciples. Now how the crop comes up, I don't know. But I know the one who does. Making sense guys? How many deal with that? Let me be honest with you. Yeah, it's tough. I got faith, but I won't let it go sometime. It's tough. And you own it because it's my personality. You own stuff. I can't own that. Unless it dies. Has to die. Have to release that which God has given me and trust God. He says, you are to plant and you are to water. And who brings the increase? That's the seed. Even when you give, don't expect the harvest tomorrow. Years and years of sowing. It takes time. It takes time. It's like adults sewing into their children before they, be, you know, they want to be a doctor at six. They got years before they become a doctor. We shouldn't put pressure on them. I, I spent the time when I go to Hollywood and when my son dealing with Hollywood, the parents that come out there and they're expecting their children to win right now and get on this TV show. And that's what they say. I gave up everything for you. And all the pressure on this kid to, to pass an audition. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And they're living their lives to their children. But they won't let it go. And guess what? They're not having fun. They're blowing audition. They're hoping they blow an audition so they can go home. This go back to normal living. Because the pressure is just too great. And that's what I do sometimes with God. Come on. You see, you're wearing yourself out. Listen the last time you slept at night. Soundly. Last time you did a regular routine. It's the last time you veg out on ESPN and not feel guilty. <laughs> on your Sabbath day. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> oh, I guess y'all understand, y'all are so holy. Right? <laughs> yeah, no. When the pastor bleeds out on you guys, they're like, I didn't know, I thought you were perfect. I am, really. <laughs> but sex in my last point. I love this point. You reap more than you sow. But see, when the grain is ripe, and once he puts it in the sickle, because the harvest is what? Come. Psalm 126, 5 and 6 says, those who, sow, those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. He who goes without weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of what? bringing his sheaves with him. Talking about the sheaves, talking about you take a seed and you got all this harvest. Now, sowing sometimes is not comfortable. In fact, when we, talked about the, when we talked about the feeding of 5,000, Jesus got the bread and broke it in half and Peter and them received half of it. It looks like you're losing. And you can sow in tears. And you can go out and sow in tears like some of our farmers. But I'm telling you what, they stuck with it. And what happened? The harvest comes. And guess what happens with the harvest? It's joy. Now, here was I have to learn with the kingdom of God. God is not a microwave. When he says this, he says, I need you to be like a farmer. I need you to think about the garden, not a microwave. Now, for a New York City kid with asphalt, Gardens is just not my style. But since I live in the country, I am learning how to do stuff. I can kill a few trees, and I can grow a few. I don't even do that. I put them in the wrong place. They grow, they die, whatever. But shouts of joy. Why? Because I don't know it. I don't understand it. The timing's not mine. The timing is God's, which I can shout. And then I, when I'm shouting, in the midst of the time. I start to see the little things come through the ground. I didn't see that before. No, because you wanted something big. And I start to see, oh, that broke up. That's different today. And I start to celebrate. And the more I celebrate, the more I see what's under the surface. How about you? Seed, space, time, which I don't own, harvest in between all the dashes guess what I'm doing why because I gave it to the right person so I'm assured of the right product some of you are sitting on blessing and you don't even recognize it because you're looking for something different or you're seeing it wrong when you celebrate and you praise God think about it you see better Everyone stand. I want to help you with this. Last week I said this. Unless we do the possible, which is what? Sowing. God does the impossible, which is what? Growing. In between the sowing and the growing, I got to praise. Praise. Because I already have, in the beginning, I took you all way from the beginning, I already have the promise. How many believe you got the promise in eight gen, I'm in gener, ah, generations? Genesis 8, 22. How many saw the promise? <laughs> now, there's a promise, and there's a process. In the midst of the promise, the process, and the, I don't know, I don't have another P. <laughs> End of it is Praise. It's praise. Give a lot of hand clap for the for the seed in the ground.